Hello, and welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. In this podcast, I share with you all sorts of tips and tools and stories and perspectives that can help you learn how to build courage, how to stand through anything. Please know that some of these episodes, we are using Facebook Live recordings, sometimes live events. It could be from a video. So if you hear me reference something that you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, that's probably why. If you want to access videos, then go to ValerieSilvera.com. That's where you can learn about all of my resources. And you can find me at Valerie Silvera on Facebook and in all sorts of other places on social media. What's most important is that you use these recordings, these episodes to help you change your life because the world is waiting for you. Hello there and welcome to the Still Standing Show. This is the place for you to come to be inspired, motivated, and maybe just a little empowered to stand up, to stand strong, to even just have a little bit of hope that it's possible for you to stand up right in the middle of the storm after it has subsided. Perhaps it is even years after you've gone through something and you're still finding it difficult to stand up. Maybe you're already standing on wobbly legs and it's time for you to become stronger. Perhaps it is time for you to take your life to a whole new level. And I hope tonight will inspire you even just a little bit, give you that tiny bit of hope. Because my friends, that's what it took for me. That's all it took. I had a tiny, tiny bit of hope and a shred of self-confidence. And that's when I stood I didn't stand at a time when I was feeling very confident. It wasn't a time when everything around me was going great. (laughs) It wasn't when all the odds were for me. It was quite the opposite. I stood up in my darkest days when my daughter was very lost in the belly of her addiction beast and riding her roller coaster from hell. And I was riding my own with my codependent enabler beast and living in paralyzing fear, hopeless and helpless, sad, depressed, and really thinking that my future was that. I had a life sentence. That's how I felt. And as the years ticked by and the years moved on, I just really felt that my best days were behind me and I just somehow messed up and there wasn't a good plan for my life anymore. And You know, so I just felt like too much time had gone by. I was getting too old and I was giving up expecting anything really super awesome to happen in my life. Certainly not if my daughter did not beat her addiction. In fact, everything was pretty much tied to that. And unfortunately, I had a lot of other challenges going on at the same time. And I wasn't even um, really emotionally available or mentally present to tackle those other situations in my life because I had this one thing that had me so down and had me so depressed and just like I said, giving up and believing that it was too late for me. Thank God. I mean, literally that I had my aha moment. And for you, it could be an aha moment too, like mine that was low. I mean, my aha moment was low. 
it was when I was telling Rich I didn't want to be here anymore. That was my aha moment. Hello there, everybody. Monette, Pamela, Alicia, welcome. Glad to see you tonight. Um, and my aha moment turned out to be one of the best moments of my life, even though at the time it sure didn't feel that way because I had been thinking that so many times that I didn't want to be here anymore. And it was the moment that I said it and I felt really bad. I felt terrible for my husband to have to hear that. But it turned out to be such a catalyst for me. It was a catalyst for change. So, you know, maybe it, you're at your low point too. It's not all bad news. As long as you do something about it, let yourself hit that bounce back moment. And that's what happened for me. And it's been a long road, my friends. It has not been all roses just because I made a decision. It has been a battle. It has been a fight. And I just keep going even when I don't feel like I want to keep going. And I have felt many times that it was too late as I'm closing on in on 58 here and starting a very, very new career. This is not something I did in the past. I was not a writer. I, you know, we have left brain and right brain. I, I had a finance career. My career was in accounting and finance and business operations and definitely not in a, in a creative vein like this. So you never know what's inside you, my friends. Are you feeling like it's a little too late? Do you have some kind of a dream inside of you or some kind of a mission or just even a change you want to make? Maybe it's something you want to try something new. Embark on, on something different. But are you feeling like it might be getting a little too late? You're looking at your age. You're looking at your calendar. You're looking at comparing your life to other people. I know it's easy for me to do that in this type of a business because a lot of other speakers and people doing what I'm doing are much younger than I am. And wouldn't it be easy for us to compare ourselves and think, okay, well, you know, I missed it. Somehow I missed the big sign that said, hey, here you go. Turn down this road. This is where you're supposed to be. So it would, it's really easy to think that as time goes by and it goes by so quickly, right? And so we can get discouraged. We can get frustrated and just even think that whatever it is, these dreams that we had in our, in our hearts, we may as well just set them aside. And if this is a dream that was really put on your heart, that God placed it on your heart, don't set it aside. It could be that this is your moment. So I wanted to give you a couple of, of thoughts about this, about people who did really pretty incredible things at an older age. Um, and so we have Julia Child. Of course, we all know about Julia Child, who became really well known as the celebrity chef, right? She became known as the chef. Well, she didn't write her first cookbook until she was 50. And then she became that celebrity chef when she was 51. So, it, you know, sometimes we look at other people's lives and other people's journeys and we feel as if they've been on them forever. But many people change careers, especially in this day and age, or change their focus. Um, Ray Kroc, so we all know him as the founder of McDonald's, but he was actually a milkshake machine salesman. And he bought his McDonald's restaurant at 52 and we all know what that went on to be. How about Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders did not get into the franchise model as we know it today until he was 62. Yeah, 62. 
Susan Boyle. How about Susan Boyle, that amazing woman with the incredible voice who was very shy and had all sorts of odds against her. My goodness, that woman at 47, she had more hits at one time on YouTube than anybody else. Incredible story. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Did anybody else besides me like Little House on the Prairie? Laura Ingalls Wilder was 65 when she wrote her first book. Can you believe that? 65. And of course, she went on to be the author of A Little House on the Prairie, and that became a very wildly successful television series. You may or may not know about Grandma Moses. Grandma Moses is a painter, and she had her career, her career began. She started painting at 78 years old, and she had her uh, paintings on postage stamps back in the 40s, which was a big deal back then. And in 2006, listen to this one. In 2006, one of her paintings sold for $1.2 million. Pretty amazing, right? It's never too late. You might be thinking today that too much time has passed. What if you needed that time? What if it was the exact amount of time that you needed to get where you are today or where you're planning to be to catapult you to somewhere that you will be very quickly in the future. I often think that. I think, gee, I wonder what would have happened if I had done this back then or if I had started, you know, something else, you know, so many years ago. But I had to go through the experiences that I did and not just Jamie on her roller coaster from hell and in her addiction and not just my daughter's murder all sorts of things that I went through and that led me to this point. I have some experience in speaking in a completely different business life several years ago, and I now know that that was a part of my path. I had to learn about speaking because I was going to be doing this many, many years later. And back then I thought, well, that was just sort of a waste. Nothing's ever wasted. Pamela just said, trusting God's timing. Amen to that, sister. That's exactly what we have to do. We trust God's timing, and then we're willing to say yes when he says, okay, it's time. It's time to open that door, and I'm going to step on through it. That's our job is to listen. And in the meantime, learn, absorb everything we can so that we can be our very best. I want to be my very best for the people that I'm helping that's why I'm working on myself all the time, on being my very best. Maybe you think you're too old. What if you're the exact age you are supposed to be? Pamela said Louise Hay was 65. She's had an incredible career. 65. Maybe you're exactly the age you're supposed to be because you had to learn what you had to learn. Perhaps you need to be this age to resonate with people for whatever reason. Maybe you think you've had too many negative experiences. Can anybody relate to that one? Too many negative experiences. What if those were the exact experiences you needed to have? I bet we could all raise our hand right now and say, well, you know, I could have not had that one experience. I could have not had those five experiences. I could have gone my whole life without those. I certainly could have gone my whole life without experiencing a daughter on a freight train headed toward a brick wall and no ability to stop it. I could certainly have gone without that. I could certainly have gone without the knock on my door telling me my daughter had been murdered. I could have gone without those, sure, but I didn't. 
It's part of my story and I accept it. I accept those things. I could have gone without all the chaos and drama in my childhood. I could have gone without my first husband cheating on me. And the list goes on, right? We could all say that we would rather not have experienced certain things. And, you know, I'm sure if we were given the choice, we would have passed on all sorts of things we've experienced. What we would all like, right? What we would all like is just happy, positive, wonderful experiences that make us feel good, right? The negative experiences that, at least we consider them negative, the experiences that are difficult, the ones that challenge us, the ones that slap us upside the head and force courage out of us, the ones that that make us dig down deep and really figure out who we are, those experiences that are catalysts for change, they're not pleasant. 99.9% of the those experiences that are really helping us develop ourselves, that are really, you know, self-improvement, as Monette says, part of our testimony, right? Those experiences are not pleasant. When we're forged in the fire like silver, you know, and they take that, that metal and they keep putting it back in the fire and they keep putting it back in the fire and, and taking it out and polishing it and putting it back in the fire and polishing it again until they can see the reflection. That's pain. It's painful, but look at the end result. And that's what you have to start thinking about yourself. You're being forged in the fire. And as Alicia just said, it makes you who you are. And Alicia, as I said a moment ago, sure, come on, I'm human. Motivational speaker aside, I'm human. I would rather not have experienced some of the most painful parts of my story. But as you so put out here, Alicia, it makes you who you are. And I know sometimes that can seem so cliche to people. Oh, it makes you who you are, you know. Oh, whatever. I could find my way to this place a different way. You actually couldn't. You might be able to find your way to being a great person. That's not saying that people who don't struggle aren't great people or people who don't struggle don't learn any lessons. But people, I'm telling you, my friends, the people who struggle the most can inspire us the most. People whose lives seem very, very blessed, which by the way, there's always a story that you don't understand. It's rarely what you think. But when you look at royalty or you look at somebody who has had a a fairly charmed life and you think, wow, that's fascinating. That's amazing, right? Who who isn't interested in the royal family or or maybe actors or or athletes? Every one of them has had to work, though, by the way, every single one. Even people born into royalty have have to do work and they have sacrifices they have to make. But my point is going to be that those stories fascinate us right? But the stories that move us, the ones that touch our hearts, the ones that make us believe that it's never too late, the ones that make us believe that maybe, just maybe, we can go out in the world and make a difference too, they're always the people who have stood up against the odds. They're always the people who had so many things come at them, and yet they made the decision to stand up. They're those people that were just covered in life's junk, in the shame and the guilt and the bad breaks and the unfortunate situations and even bad choices, but made something of their lives. Those are the people who inspire us, right? Those are the stories I can't get enough of. 
I can't get enough of the stories of people who I think to myself, wow, I wonder if I could have stood up against those odds. I wonder if I could smile again after that situation. I wonder if I was born that way, if I would have had enough tenacity to go out and make something of my life. Those are the stories that make us believers. That's why it's so important for your life story to be, as Monette said, a testimony. Let your life story be a testimony. And your life story doesn't have to be a testimony in the way that I'm doing it, writing books, being a coach, being a speaker. Your your story doesn't have to, to be something very public. Everyday life, you're telling your story. You're telling your story in the words that you speak, in the way that you interact, in the way that you lift other people up and make them believe. When you compliment somebody, when you take the time to lend an ear, put an arm around somebody, and even when you're willing to tell some of the ickiness, the messiness of your life, when you're willing to, to express what you've been through, not for pity's sake, but for the sake of giving others hope. And that's why, as a matter of fact, I just got talked with somebody today. Her name is Bonnie, and she's going to be joining us from British Columbia at Still Standing Live on April 25th. And she's got an incredible story of a lot of odds, starting with childhood and abuse, and I'm not going to give everything away, and also very bad choices. And uh, just where she has been and where she is now in the last short two or three years is really astounding and very inspiring for me. Even though what she's been through is very different from what my story is, we don't have to be through, go through the same things to inspire other people. So be careful that you don't think that your story only matters if somebody's gone through exactly what you're going through or have been through. Not the case. I get inspired all the time by all sorts of stories, some that I can personally relate to and many that I cannot. So it's just, but it starts with your belief. See, nobody can make you believe. People like me can give you a nugget. We can give you a little push. We can give you some inspiration. I can motivate you. But you're the one that has to start believing. And it just starts with you saying, I'm going to start believing. I'm going to start believing that it's never too late. I'm going to hang my hat on the stories of some of these people that I told you about today. Or if you're thinking that you don't have what it takes, I want to tell you today, if you think you don't have what it takes, I want to remind you, if you, if you already knew this story, I'm reminding you. If you didn't, I'm telling you right now that Walt Disney probably one of the creative geniuses of all time, was a newspaper editor, but he was fired. Here's why he was fired. Are you ready for this? It's actually comical. He was fired because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Walt Disney lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Hmm, I wonder if the person who fired him felt like a fool later on. How about Oprah Winfrey? Talk about somebody who had so many odds stacked up against her and even her looks. 
She was told she'd never be on TV. I can't remember all the details, but wasn't it that her eyes were too far apart and she wasn't good looking enough and all that? Again, somebody must be feeling pretty foolish today looking at where Oprah has gone and how visible she's been. And boy, has she made it on TV. So it, it doesn't matter what somebody has spoken over you. If God puts a dream in your heart, dang it, you go after it. And while you're going after it or while you're building up to it, you start taking these moments, these lessons and using them to make you a better person. That's what I'm doing. I've decided that my legacy is not going to be one of a sad, lonely old woman with daughter, you know, or mother of an addict and mother of a murder victim tattooed to her forehead. It's my story and I will tell anyone who wants to hear about my story and what I've overcome, not to brag, but to give others hope. That's why I do it. I want you to believe that if you hear my story or even a piece of my story and you think, look at her, she's not that great. She's not that talented. She's not the most, the smartest person, the most smartest. That would have been really good there. Huh? She's not the smartest person in the world. She's not the best looking person. She's not the best speaker. She's not the best author in the world, but look at her. Look where she's come from and look where she is now. And I haven't even begun to fight at nearly 58 years old. I can even look at myself. I can use myself as an example. I was two months shy of my 53rd birthday when I wrote my first book. And is that right? Yes, 53 when I wrote my first book. And I had never written anything. Okay, I wrote a lot of emails. I've definitely written a lot of emails. I have, I wrote English papers in high school because they made me and I wrote a few letters to people along the way, but I had zero experience in writing. I didn't go to school for writing. I didn't go take classes on writing. I just decided that I wanted to tell my story because I wanted to help even one other person. I wanted to find at least one other at the time, mom of an addict who could believe that they could stand up, that their life wasn't over, that they weren't handed a life sentence. That's really the main reason that I did it. I just wanted to help one other person believe. And so I took a huge risk, completely changed. You know what I used to do? Accounting, finance. I was the controller of a couple of public companies. I did consulting. I still have one client that I consult with in the financial world and business operations. And I helped him with a merger and acquisition. That's nothing like what I'm doing in my speaking business and an author and all of that. But I'm telling you that I can look back now and I can see the nuggets that were left along the way. I can see that I actually have decades of experience that have led me to this point. And I believe you do too. So whatever it is that you think you can't do because it's too late or because you don't have the right looks or you don't have the right experience, it's not true. That's lies. That's the beast wanting to keep you down because the beast is scared to death of you, of what you can accomplish, of the light that you can shine in this world, the difference you can make, 
and what he's really afraid of, it's not even so much you becoming all that you are meant to be. He's not even that afraid of just that. What he's terrified of is that you're going to go and touch other lives. And even if you only ever touch one other life because of all of the messiness of your own life, and I know you're touching far more than one, but if you only touch just one, we need, hey, I better get out one of my spreadsheets here, huh? Because the number of people that you impact just by touching one person is exponential because the next person goes out and touches another life. And then that person touches another life and on and on and on it goes. Imagine then if you touch two lives, what about 10? Imagine 20. Now the math starts to get pretty crazy, doesn't it? That's why it's imperative that you don't get caught up in the lies, you don't get stuck in the junk, and you stop believing that it's too late because it's never too late. It might be that it's perfect timing right now. Yes, I've admitted it already. There are days when I think perhaps I should have, and you know, I don't like shoulda, coulda, and woulda, should have started my mission many years prior. But my story wasn't to the point where I could start it back then. I needed to go through what I've been through. I'm still, I want my mission to go to a catapult to a new level. But I'm still learning. I'm still working on some things that will be put me in a much better position when I'm catapulted. And I want you all to start believing the same thing. Believe that you have what it takes and that you're, you're gaining the experience that you need to get where you need to go. It's never too late. Let's remind you. And in case you're just tuning in now, Julia Child became a celebrity chef at 51. Makes you think she was probably working for decades on it, right? Well, she wrote her cookbook at 50, her first cookbook. But her entire life prepared her. Her first 50 years of life prepared her for that mission. Does that make sense? She didn't have to be cooking since she was two. Her life experiences prepared her. Ray Kroc, McDonald's, 52. Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken, 62. Susan Boyle, 47. From obscurity. Okay, some of these other people, you can say they were working on businesses. They had some things kind of in that in that uh, direction. Susan Boyle was an unknown in absolute obscurity until 47. Laura Ingalls Wilder, we all know Little House on the Prairie. She wrote her first book at the age of 65. Valerie Silvera wrote her first book at the age of 53. I can't wait until 10 years from now we talk about all sorts of other things that Valerie Silvera did at age 58, 59, 65, 75, and same with all of you. I can't wait to hear all of the amazing things that you are doing now and are going to do. Don't let your dreams die and never believe it's too late. It's never too late to try something new. It's never too late to realize your dream. It's never too late to start a mission or a business or see your passion come to fruition. It's never too late to change who you are, to make yourself 
better. If you're not doing that, you probably won't make it too far with the other stuff. That's why it's so incredibly important that we prioritize working on ourselves, making us the best version of ourselves that we can be. If there's anything I can do to help you with that, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com and just know that whatever you are going through today, it's not the end of your story. Your story is far from being written. The period is not at the end of your life sentence yet. As long as you're drawing breath, you still have time. You're not alone. No matter how you feel today, I believe in you. I probably believe in you more than you believe in yourself. I wish you could see what I see when I, for those of you who, who I've met in person or when I hear your story or even when I just see your beautiful little picture coming through in social media, I believe in you. And I hope that you will start believing in yourself too. Where, wherever you are, no matter what, you're never going to be alone because I will always be standing right there with you. Thanks again for listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Please be sure to follow me on social media and go to my website at ValerieSilvera.com where I have lots of awesome resources to help you stand up and fight and to remain standing. Link arms with me. You are not alone and you don't have to do this alone. Together, we can get through anything. Please know that I'm always standing with you. Have an awesome day.